I can say the typical response that everybody says, oh, I couldn't play with my kids and now I can. Oh, I couldn't hike and now I can. I don't really care about all that, Jason. I'll be honest. I was an obese person, but I was a very active obese person. Yeah. Um, I had come to peace with my obesity. I was plus size and rocking it. I was dancing at clubs. I was swimming. Mm -hmm. It was a mental state. Yeah. I was depressed and I wasn't happy. And I felt like every day, I didn't know if I was going to wake up the next day. Hi, welcome to the Jabbernize with Jason Pisano podcast, where I have real conversations with real people. Today we have Talita, who is out in Greece. Very, very jealous of that. Um, she's telling <laughs> me how beautiful it is and how great life is there. I think I might just move now. Uh, thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So what sparked you to start losing weight? Okay, well, I need to give you a little bit of a background here so you can better understand this. So I was fighting with obesity my whole life. I was morbidly obese since my teen years. And um, during uh, the birth of my last of four kids, I had a hysterectomy performed that just added another 40 pounds to my already morbidly obese life. I was weighing something around 380 pounds when that happened. Okay. Yeah. I can't imagine. That uh, was huge. Just looking at your face. I <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll show you pictures. You'll understand. And um, I had kind of given up at that point, but I was completely exhausted because I had tried every diet basically on this planet. Nothing seemed to work. Mm -hmm. Just everything seemed to just make things worse. And after that, I was um, battling with depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, just a bunch of horrible things. And the, the, the bottom, my bottom, my rock bottom was um, when I was diagnosed with diabetes type 2. Okay. And uh, my doctor for diabetes type 2 kept insisting that I should take insulin while my uh, oncologist that was following me for some issues that I was having at the time kept saying that that's, you know, you can't do that. So my daughter, my doctors couldn't decide on what kind of treatment I should do. And I didn't want to take insulin. And unfortunately, I fell in the path of just drinking to drown my problems. So that just made everything even worse. So what sparked it? Um, well, it was uh, one night after working and it was must've been like two or three in the morning and I was coming home with my husband and he was very disappointed. And he turns around and he says, you lied to me. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you promised we would grow old together. And I said, well, it's not my fault. What am I supposed to do? And he said, you've never gave it a hundred percent. And then he fell asleep. And that just hit me, I think, on a selfish level of, well, I can't die. And this man thinks that I didn't give it 100%. Like, what are you talking about? You know, it was, yeah. I think it was a very shocking moment for me that somebody tells you, you didn't give it 100% when you have kind of, kind of lied to yourself and said, I've, I've done it all. You yeah. know, it's easy yeah. to give up. It's really easy to give up. So around five in the morning, I remember the Google search, I searched how to treat diabetes without insulin. And yeah. that would be like the dumbest thing to search because they have taught us that diabetes type two is non-reversible. Mm -hmm. So I, I Googled how to treat diabetes without insulin and all these 
answers came back and I'll tell you more about that but basically what it was my family but most importantly it was the fact that this person that I've been with since my teen years that knows me inside out gave up he was like you you didn't give it all so it was I think it was a a head-on you know Taurus selfish no I'm gonna give it 100% then I can die that's fine and it's a tough it kind of wakes you up because you think you're almost you know Kind of it's a wake up call. Kind of drinking and doing. Yeah, no, it's a wake up call because you end up feeling sorry for yourself. You feel like a victim, and then it's a vicious circle mm-hmm. until somebody turns around and says, mm, "I don't feel bad for you," and you're like, "What? I check all the boxes. You know, I'm obese. I'm uh, in menopause in my 30s. I'm, uh, you know, I have diabetes type two. I have depression, post traumatic stress disorder. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm a movie that will win Oscars, and this person looks at you and says, you know. BS. And you're like shocked. So it was a wake up call. It was a really, really shocking moment. That's what sparked it. it. It's interesting how he said it too. It wasn't like you're failing. No, you're not giving it all. And that kind of motivated you. And and when was that? This was, um, this was two months because before February, 2019. So yeah, it must've been like a little before Christmas. Um, oh, Jason, I'm so sorry. Can pause a second. I need to change the battery in my Canon. Give me a second. So this was a little before Christmas in 2019. Um, when I Googled how to treat diabetes without insulin, I went into Google Scholar and I kept reading everywhere. I mean, there was ongoing research that we have never heard about. And this was a little over two years ago and everywhere I was reading ketones, ketone, ketone bodies, ketone metabolism, metabolic shift. And I was like, first of all, I suck at biology. I had no idea what I was reading. Yeah. But I was, I was, I dove head into academic research of what these ketone bodies were, what this metabolic shift was. And this was to treat diabetes. I wasn't looking to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And um, after a lot of research on February 2nd of 2019, I said, that's it. This is the day. I'm starting now. I am going to act as if I am just being reborn completely. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this step by step. I'm going to tweak it as I go. I'm going to experiment on myself because nobody, especially here in Greece, I mean, nobody knew about this diet and this diet doesn't have specific, like it doesn't have a plan. Well, now a lot of them do, but back then there was no plan you could print out. It was just like a specific guideline and you kind of had to figure it out as you went. Um, So February 2nd, 2019, I started and I, I haven't stopped since. I mean, it's not one day, not one hour. That's awesome. So you're, because it's uh, a lifestyle. What's a, a hysterectomy? Is that cancer? No, okay, no. A hysterectomy is usually performed uh, when they have um, a cancer in the uterus. But in my case, during my during the labor of my fourth child, I had a severe hemorrhage, and they couldn't stop the hemorrhage. I was under operation for over five hours, and so they had to remove they remove your uterus basically, and you go into menopause. So basically, they take you from being 20, 30, whenever it is that this happens to the person, they take you directly into the menopausal pool, which is 60 over. So your body just goes from 20 to being 60. And it's like, that, that's, a, that's very stressful on the body. 
and you usually gain weight because you start becoming insulin resistant and your body cannot metabolize fats the same way. And it's just a big chaos. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Quite. That's a lot of things. A myriad, a myriad of things with that, the diabetes, alcohol. So it's yeah. awesome. You, you're able to, you know, hit, kind of hit that rock bottom in a sense and make a change. So you weighed about 380 pounds. How I weighed about 380 pounds, Jason. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's, I can't, I can't imagine that. But um, so how much weight have you lost then? Well, I've lost uh, a bit over 190 pounds since. Wow. So you went from 380 the- to like 150, 100. Well, no, now I'm around, uh, yeah, I'm around one night because I'm looking at my conversions here because this is with kilos. We're with kilos over here. Okay. So yeah, I'm around 180, 190 pounds now. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And so this question uh, may be a little tough for you. Or, or oh, no, I don't have to. I bring it on. There's nothing <laughs> tough for so, me. So, you know, kind of before you lost weight, what were some things that were tough that were now, you know, easier to do? That are now not tough? Okay, well, I can say the typical response that everybody says, oh, I couldn't play with my kids and now I can. Oh, I couldn't hike and now I can. I don't really care about all that, Jason, I'll be honest. I was an obese person, but I was a very active obese person. Um, I had come to peace with my obesity. I was plus size and rocking it. I was dancing at clubs. I was swimming. Mm -hmm. It was a mental state. Yeah, I was depressed and I wasn't happy. And I felt like every day, I didn't know if I was going to wake up the next day. So this fear of, of, of death basically. And, and the worst type of death is when you're alive and you feel like you're dead. Um, that was hard for me to live with. And the one thing I can do now is I can wake up in the morning and make plans. Like I'm making five-year plans, like Mm -hmm. five-year plans for me, this was an impossible thing to do. Yeah. Um, that, that was something I couldn't do before that I can do now. And that's the major thing for me. Awesome. I can make plans. Yeah. You feel like you're living your life rather than just, I feel, I feel powerful. Yeah, I do. Awesome. And when you think of your whole weight loss so far, how do you feel? Oh, I, I'm humbled actually. You know, I feel very humbled because you come out as a new person, you start realizing the possibilities because this is all mental. This is all mental, by the way. Yeah. None of this is physical. It's all, it's all a state of mind. Mm-hmm. I think that you come out of this very humbled because you realize the power, the power of wanting something, the power of trusting a process and seeing it through. Yeah. And it's a very humbling experience and powerful simultaneously. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. And uh, what motivated you when times were tough? Oh, the same man. Yeah. The same man. (laughs) It was like, no, I got to get there. I'll get there and then I'll die, but I got to get there. You know, it's just, I have to see, you know, there, my favorite, there were two things throughout my ketogenic journey that stood out as quotes. There's a lot because I'm a quote lover, but Mm -hmm. there were two specific ones. And the one that says, I know what giving up feels like. I want to see what happens if I don't. Mm, It's just that curiosity of what is on the other side. And there are hard days, but like I said, this is a lifestyle. And the other thing that I read that was very, you know, 
it was like a, a very aha moment. It was the fact that it says that keto, the ketogenic lifestyle is not a diet. Mm. You don't have breaks. You don't have free days. It's a marriage. Mm. You're committed yeah. or you cheat. Mm -hmm. And once you cheat, you don't go back. Yeah. Yeah. And if you see it like that, yeah, this was it. So during the hard times, okay, you'll have hard times in the relationship. What are you going to do? Be like, oh, I have a free day today. I'm just going to go, you know, bar hopping. Yeah. Yeah. So these two things, you know, they, that's what kept me motivated. That's a great analogy. I don't think people think about it. You know, of course people think about a marriage as commitment, you know, yeah, but they don't think of a diet like that because it's a lifestyle change. Jason, the worst thing they do to me when they come for help, they're like, okay, so what do I have to do? So I, I start explaining and then they're like, so when can I have my first cheat day? I'm like, you're not even engaged. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even engaged and you're looking like for a cheat day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to be your boyfriend. <laughs> and I think that's interesting thinking about that way too, like, you have to, you know, in a relationship, you date, right? Get engaged, get married. It's not just like, you just kind of get, you go from here to here, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you get are, acquainted. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go from eating what my diet's been for the last 30 years to keto. And no, there is, there is a stage in between and there is a mindset in between and there's an understanding. Mm -hmm. See, keto is so successful with so many people because if you, to start keto, you need to understand it. So you need to date it. You need to go through the dating process. Learn. You can't just start keto because there's nothing to start. Nobody's going to get, tell you, do this. You need to understand. Oh, that that's awesome. That analogy, I kind of understood it, but that like makes it very, very, very clear for yeah. me. Awesome. And did you, are you still losing weight? Well, okay, so this is the thing. Like I told you before, I liked being big. Not that big, but I liked being big. So I was never into the skinny, healthy, promoted version. So my goal was to be, um, to reach my maximum health at the maximum weight though. Okay. So right now I'm at 190 pounds. A lot of it is loose skin that's supposed to be surgically removed. Yeah. So I'm less than that theoretically. Okay. Uh, I don't want to lose any more weight. Mm -hmm. I don't, I wouldn't be happy if I lost any more weight. I mean, these, you know, these cheekbones are just going to pop out completely. <laughs> I'm happy where I am. Yeah. What I'm trying to do though, because I fast as well. And every time I fast, I do lose weight. So I try to keep it at a maintenance level. Mm -hmm. I try not to under eat my calories. I try not to under eat because it's easy. Once you're keto to under eat, you're just like never hungry. Yeah. Almost never hungry. And, uh that energy you're, from your fat you're fat adapted yeah so your body takes energy it's like basically being with a serum in the hospital where you're never thirsty because you're being hydrated so you're being fed 24 hours a day it's easy to it's it's very easy to not stop losing weight when you want to when you're on keto if that makes sense yeah yeah no it does let's but i'm at the weight i want to stay at perfect perfect You've already lost a lot of weight. So I, yeah, I did. can totally I did. Uh, see that uh, you're good. You're good. So uh, let's talk about food. So how did you, so of course you were Googling food and nutrition. Um, did you learn everything on your own or did you have anyone else you learned from? Okay. I have to mention this. 
there's three very powerful people on YouTube that basically guided me through this. Okay. And it was um, Dr. Camberry, uh, Dr. Berg, and Thomas DeLauer. These three are the gurus of the ketogenic diet on YouTube. So of course, what's the next search engine you go after Google? It's YouTube. And I wrote keto. That's all I wrote. I didn't even know it was called a diet. I just wrote keto, ketone bodies, and these people started popping out. So then you start researching how to start keto. What is the ketogenic diet? I did a lot of research and I started yeah, on my own. I was the only person following me. I'm still the only person following me. I write up my own blood work and because obviously doctors here don't. Hmm? Did you say, do you post those on YouTube? Is that what you're, as no, I, no, I follow my own self. I started my YouTube channel after I reached my goal. I wanted to be 100. Well, you can never be 100% sure. I wanted to be 90% sure that the information I'm going to give people out there is valuable and that it's been tested and proven. Perfect. Perfect. And so, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people don't do that research and that's, that's where you're, that's your downfall in everything. Downfall, yeah. Is there too, they just want to get to that, you know, point where they look good and Jason, nothing is a magic pill. And I'll tell you something, um, in today's world, unfortunately, uh, the majority of people would rather take medication and not change their lifestyle and their life habits. And even if that means they're going to live like 10, 20 years less because of the medication they're taking, because most medication treats symptoms and not the actual you know, causes of the problems. Mm -hmm. They would rather do that than put in the research and the work. And that I think that's the problem of, of today's world. Yeah, I think a lot of problems could be solved if you just Google it, yeah. read about it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's so true. We have all the information we need. At, at it's our right there. It's on our phone. A bit of ambition and realizing you don't, know, you don't know much or anything. Yeah, so, it's fine. So Google when you, it. When you start losing weight, were you recording what you were eating? Yes. Well, uh, it's very specific. I did. I downloaded an app, which is called My Fitness Pal. There's a lot of apps out there. It's a tracker. And um, well, the basic guideline you get on the ketogenic diet is that whatever you eat during the day, it needs to be. 70 to 75% fat. So this is a high fat diet, yeah. Yeah. 20 to 25% protein and not more than 5% in carbs. So you just track whatever it is you eat and you kind of figure it out as it goes. I mean, you know that like bread, pasta, potatoes are carbs, so you won't eat those, but you don't know that there's carbs in vegetables and you don't know that there's carbs in like black pepper. So you track everything and you watch that monitor and make sure you're between that 70 to 75% fat, 20 to 25% protein, and no more than 5% carbs. So I was tracking everything I ate every single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Everything. And do you know how many calories you would eat before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, since I was morbid, well, my basal metabolic rate, the calories I needed just to survive were very high. They were at 3,500 calories. So being an obese person, my body needed 3,500 calories just to like lie down in bed, just to feed my organs. So I started the ketogenic diet without tweaking those calories at all. I was eating 3,500 calories a day because... Um, 
your body already is going to go into metabolic shock because you're going to take the carbs completely away. So it's going to start losing weight because it decreases inflammation. So it's going to let go of all the water weight. And once you're into that, see, this is a dating period. You don't want to shock yourself too much. I, I stayed at the calories that I was burning. All I did was remove the carbs and increase the fat. And then once you kind of get used to this after maybe like a month or two, then you start tweaking. Then I started with a 10% deficit, a 20% deficit. Now I've realized that to keep my weight, to not lose weight, I need to eat between 1500 and 1700 calories a day. If I go under 1500 calories, which is very easy for me now because I can go all day without eating. If I go under 1500 calories, I'll still lose weight that I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, okay. Perfect. So how, how much do you eat these days? For well, now specifically, I'm practicing OMAD, which is one meal a day. So I haven't eaten today. It's around 20 to 7 here. So I'm just drinking my coffee. All I do is drink coffee and water. And then I have one meal a day. Like when I'm done with my lessons, my work, everything, then I sit with my husband. We have one meal. Keto meal, always. I do 16-8. So That's I, perfect. Until noon and... Yeah, I think if you're trying to, OMADS, OMADS, that's a high level. That's some ninja. That's high level, Jason. The beginning, <laughs> the beginning of every month, I do a five-day extended fast. Okay. I don't eat for five days, three to five days, because I want to induce autophagy for the cancerous cells. I lost both my parents due to cancer. I'm prone to cancer. So I go with extreme fasting, like three to five days. That's interesting. So you... So the, I've, I've heard of autophagy and how it yep. kills those kind of dead cells, cleans your body. It does. And it's, it's those cells that would turn into cancer. Exactly. And so those, interesting, interesting. That's why I do it. I don't want to lose any more weight. The only reason I'm doing it is for the health benefits. Gotcha. And they recommend like five days is the... Well, no, I'm a little bit extreme fast. on that. You, okay. The maximum autophagy is reached in 72 hours. So after that, you could just like break the fast. But I try to take it to five days. I go between three to five days. And I'm very energetic. The first two days are really hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. They're like, you want <laughs> kneel on the floor hard. You're like, I can hear myself breathing internally. You drink water and you literally feel it passing through your body. It's ridiculous. But um, the third day, all of a sudden you're stuffed. You're full. It's like, I don't know, your body goes into a crazy mode, the ketones are skyrocketing and you're feeding off these fat storages and you're just not hungry anymore. Yeah. And you're incredibly energetic. Like I'm incredibly energetic right now and I haven't eaten in 23 hours. So. Okay, okay. And so you're doing OMAD. Sounds like you're still trying to lose weight. A lot of, I, a lot of people- I are don't want to lose any more weight. losing weight. Um, so, did you notice eating like smaller portions and were you ever hungry? No, that that's, like? that's one very, that's a very good question. Uh, you eat with my other diets? No, I would have to limit myself to the smaller portions, but I'd still feel hungry. And what happens is you have insulin spikes, like you eat because you're eating carbohydrates, your insulin spikes, then when it falls down, you're hungry again. But with keto, this is why it worked for me you reduce your portions because you're just not hungry. Like yeah. you're stuffed really easily. Mm -hmm. Like it's incredible. You have half of what you used to eat and you're like, oh my God, I need some sparkling water. There's no, no way I can digest. It sort of kind of tightens up a little bit. Yes, your appetite goes away. Yeah, and then- Your appetite goes away. 
And did you notice a big change in the, the food you were eating when you were on definitely. a diet? Definitely, definitely. It's the first time in my life that I was looking if, into something, if it's organic, if it's grass fed, what that even meant, I had no idea. Um, I, you know, the biggest psychological change is to accept fat. We've been trained that fat is such a bad thing our whole adult lives that when somebody says eat fat and you're not going to be diabetic, eat fat and your cardiovascular health is going to be better. You're like, are you trying to kill me? This was the hardest part to accept fat as something good. Yeah. And I learned a lot about nutritional fat and healthy fats, what healthy fats are and how they can help your body and how absolutely necessary they are. This is the main thing I learned. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's like, if you eat fat, you're going to get fat is kind of the feeling. Right. This is what we were taught. And then no. And, and yeah, and I, I'm not in keto right now. I'm, I'm trying to get it into it. It's something I've tried in the past. I kind of like get into it, but then once I like miss a day or something, I, I get out of it. Oh, but that's not a problem. Jason, see a lot of people, this is their problem. They, they're like, Oh no, I cheated. Well, you know, talk to your partner. They might, you know, they might want to try again. Yeah. Cheetos, that kind of part, you know, mm -hmm. you screwed up. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up the next second and get back on it. It's mm -hmm. fine. So what we'll zoom through a couple of these questions and Go ahead. get into activity. So what's uh, your kryptonite? Mm. Okay. What was my kryptonite and my biggest problem was alcohol, because obviously trying to drown my problems into it, I ended up drinking massive amounts, dare I say alcoholic amounts. But when you're on keto, some people, they allow alcohol. What I did is I just completely omitted it. I didn't put a drop of alcohol in my mouth for two years because I said, I have to get it out. But there's one thing you cannot take away from me. And that is this black liquid in here. Coffee my coffee. I'm, 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 I have an affair with coffee. I'll admit it. That's it. There's, well, I can't, you can't take my coffee away from me. It is nice because you can drink it and it's different from water, but you're not going to break your fast. No, no, no. And the one thing, like my favorite food in the world is sushi, good quality sushi. And I can't have sushi due to keto, which is like that one thing I will have at some point. That's it. I don't have a problem. There's nothing you cannot make with keto. You can make keto bread. You can make keto desserts. I'm sick and tired. Of, I mean, you can do anything. Yeah. You can have burgers that you make. And there's just really, it's, it's a very, very mm -hmm. all-inclusive diet. So I'm not missing something food-wise. Yeah. Awesome. And you already said you're doing OMAD one meal a day for fasting. That's awesome. And extended I fasting. fasting is, I think fasting is the most innovative Oh, when it comes to diet, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I like my whole world was sort of turned upside down when I learned about it. Yeah. And exactly. You already mentioned you kind of drink mostly coffee, water. Coffee and sparkling water. <clears throat> Teas sometimes. I try to drink apple cider vinegar because it's good for me, but I'm not going to be one of those people that will be like, oh, it's so exciting. I love apple cider. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. My husband loves it. I hate apple cider vinegar, but I drink it for the health benefits. What are is the health benefits of apple cider vinegar? Real oh my quick. God, Jason, there's so many. We can't say them all in your podcast, but they're, I mean, you know what? Google it. 
I will. I will. There are so yeah. many health benefits in apple cider vinegar. Okay. I've seen some things like it zaps, like lose weight, like you can lose weight. Are you kidding? It helps with weight loss. It helps with digestion. It aids people that have serious digestive issues. And you'd be like, you have heartburn and you're going to drink vinegar. Well, guess what? It's like eat fat to lose fat. It's the same analogy. You drink apple cider vinegar. It plays around with the pH and your heartburn goes away. I mean, there's serious serious health benefits i think i saw someone do an instagram post you know doesn't taste the best but i don't like it but i'll drink it we hope you are enjoying this conversation we want to take a second to introduce our sponsor mitu vida Yes, MeTubia is my company where we help people lose weight, live a better, healthier life. Currently, we are taking on clients to test out our new six-month program. That's right, six months for free. Uh, visit MeTubia.com to learn more. All right, let's get back to it. Let's talk about activity quick. Then we can... You're not going to be happy about this. I am one of those people that loses weight without working out. Oh, I love that, actually. I don't work the stereotype out. stereotype is you have to work out a bunch. You have to go to the gym. Yeah, well, the stereotype was the biggest loser, too, on TV. And guess what? Everybody gained the weight back. I know. Exactly. Because nobody could sustain working. Jason, nobody could sustain working out four hours straight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. what are you talking about? Like, I, I think workout, look. I do believe in exercise and I believe it's healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there's a one type of exercise fits all. I think depending on where you are in your life and your mental state is very important. Your physical state, like uh, too much hit exercise could destroy your knees if you're not up for it. And for some people it could be, you know, mind blowing. It's mm -hmm. different for everybody. I think there's one piece of advice when it comes to exercise that goes across the border and that's consistency. Yeah. Whatever it is, what is it like one and a half push up? Do that damn one and a half push up every day for a year, and there will be a difference. Mm -hmm. Just consistency, that's it. Mm -hmm. Make it small, bite size, and something you can handle. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That's why there's no reunion where everybody comes back from the biggest loser and shares, you know, right? Have you ever seen their health is. Um, no, I love hearing that because I think people think that they, they need to do a ton of exercise and spend a whole ton of time no, working Jason, I'll be honest. I lost 190 pounds yeah. without exercise. I just did some squats the first year, um, but that's just about it. Perfect. I never exercised. Perfect. Not proud of it, but I have to be honest. Yeah, I was just talking to someone uh, the other day and they are doing keto as well. And their doctor said, uh, exercise is to maintain, you know, diet is to lose weight. Yeah, it helps, but I'm not gonna, I can't. Diet trumps everything, diet trumps everything. All right, let's talk about mentality. So uh, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but how has your weight loss you know, influenced or changed your mental health? You realize that there's no excuses, Jason. There's no excuses. Mm -hmm. There's no, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Wait, this is how it impacts you. When you reverse something that the medical community still insists is non-reversible, when you take your life where they're basically telling you, go ahead and write your will, say goodnight to your kids because you're not going to live for the next month. 
and you take that and you reverse it and you realize, and a lot of people say that makes you powerful. No, that makes you responsible. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's scary. That's, yeah. That's how it changes your mindset. It makes you responsible. It makes you, it tells you that depression, uh, excuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, excuse, um, all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. People do having, when you realize you do have the control, it's a little bit daunting at first. This but is what I'm telling you. When you see, when you pick up that piece of paper from your doctor, from your blood work, and you realize that you're not even pre-diabetic anymore, not only you're reverse diabetes, but you're not even pre-diabetic anymore. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, uh-oh, that means I'm responsible for every single outcome in my life. <laughs> Crap. That's scary. It's something, it's a, it's a kind of a mind blowing thing to realize. They, it is. they don't it teach is. you that in school. You have to sort no. of realize that. Life teaches you that. You're actually blessed if life teaches you that, because if it doesn't, it means you never found it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Where talk about happiness. Where does what puts a smile on your face these days? The same man that made me depressed that night when he said I didn't give 100 percent. My kids, the fact that I now realize that if I'm lucky enough, I can see them grow up. Yeah. And the fact that now I'm making plans, like I want to see things like I want to work remotely because I want to travel the world with him and I want to see things. So awesome. that's what puts awesome. a smile on my face. Simple things put a smile on my face yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know, I'm a very sappy, romantic movie watcher. So I tortured him through all the Christmas Hallmark movies this season. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that puts a smile on my face. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, this is so great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. You just genuinely feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to hear. Great to hear. And so let's talk a little bit more about your weight loss. Uh, did your weight always go down or did you have some? Oh, I hit plateaus. Oh, but listen to me. There's, remember how we said that this is a marriage and when you're, when you enter a marriage, you know, for a fact, you know, for a fact that there will be hard times. Yeah. Okay. You know, there was going to be hard times. There's hard times with the parents that brought you into this world with your siblings. There's going to be hard times with your partner. Mm -hmm. You kind of know that it's the same thing. If you enter a weight loss journey, you know, for a fact, there's one thing, you know, for a fact, you will hit a plateau. Yeah. You will hit a plateau. Actually, this was one of my latest videos on YouTube is how to overcome the plateaus. But the first thing is to understand that you will hit it because your body, especially in extreme weight loss, is going to be like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm protecting this now. You're taking away all my fat, all my storage, all my security. Mm -hmm. And the body's going to stop. You might not change your eating habits. You might not change your exercise routine. You will hit a plateau. And I did plenty of times. And Nine out of 10 times, all I did was fast. I mean, I just fasted 24 hours and I was breaking through the plateau. That is kind of forcing your body though. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to let the plateaus happen. It's okay if they do. Yeah. But I think everybody in weight loss is going to hit a plateau. And the second tip I want to give people is the fact that usually when you hit a plateau, it means that your body has lost weight. So you kind of need to tweak your calories because people set a, a calorie when they start a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. And they go through that. But the thing is, the more weight you lose, the less calories you need. So you need to decrease. look back. Yeah, you need to decrease, keep decreasing like by 5% or 10%. But I never suggest somebody eats under 1200 calories. 
because sometimes people won't lose weight because they're under eating as well because their body goes into starvation and they're like holding on to that fat they're like whoa you're gonna kill me so yeah yeah cool very cool yeah i think that's one of the things people hit and then it's too emotional and daunting that they can't you know i'm sorry let me just take an extra second here and tell you this this is i think again with the mindset people hit a plateau and they're like what am i doing wrong no actually you're doing something right if you hit a plateau, it means you have lost an amount of weight that your body recognizes as fat loss. Yeah. And because you shocked it, it's taking a second to process things. Yeah. You know, give it that time. Yeah. Great advice. <laughs> Thanks. Talk about negativity or negative people. Did you have any in your life? And how did you sort of deal with that? A lot of negativity on the keto diet. Are you kidding? Yeah. You tell people I'm eating fat to lose weight. You are destroying their upbringing. You're destroying their cultural beliefs. What are you talking about? You say that to a woman that has spent her whole adult life dieting and you're killing her. Yes, a lot of people were against this. A lot of people were negative about it, but I've been blessed since I was a kid to not really care about people's opinion. And I know that sounds arrogant, yeah. As a child and as an adult and as a morbidly obese adult, and even more right now, mm -hmm. I don't really care. Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to be negative, you can go do that around your corner. Negative people are usually, there's two factors to them. If this is my opinion, they're usually very insecure, yeah. battling their own problems and uneducated on the fact. Yeah. No, so I agree. ignorance and insecurity causes negativity because if i can focus on somebody else's problems then i can pretend mine don't exist yeah yeah that's my opinion on it awesome awesome and do you have short-term goals or long-term goals oh yeah now i do have long-term goals so my short-term goal is to maintain my weight <laughs> i know it sounds funny now i'm at a point i don't want to lose any more weight um <laughs> I'm sorry. I can literally cry if I lose more weight. But um, my long-term goal is I'm, I want to see if I can reach a level where my skin, because this is what nobody really talks about. In extreme weight loss, you have a lot of loose skin. Yeah. And the solution to that is surgically remove the skin. But since I'm very scared of surgeries, and since I went through a hemorrhage during a surgery and a birth, and I kind of want to avoid it. My long-term goal is to see if I can, through autophagy and through fasting, because that theory exists, mm -hmm. bring back some of the elasticity. And maybe if I wake up and start working out to see if I can bring my body to a level that I don't need yeah. skin removal surgery. That's my long-term goal. That's what I've heard. I've heard that you know, you, you can get rid of the, the loose skin is sort of dead skin in a sense and autophagy. Are you still there? Can you hear me? Might've lost you for a sec. Yes. All right. So, um, what are like one or two cool things you learned about yourself from this whole process? Oh, wow. One or two cool things uh, that, uh, I can't make excuses anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sucks really. It was nice. It was comfortable making excuses. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other thing I learned about myself is that if you stick to something, if you trust it enough, then 
it's on the other side. You yeah. just need to push through. Perfect. What are a couple of easy changes you would recommend to someone that can have a big impact on weight loss? Consistency. Whatever it is you're doing, just stay consistent. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's like the most important thing for weight loss is consistency mm -hmm. and um, carbs. Yeah. That was the, the, that was the Achilles for me, the carbs. Yeah. Yeah. When you can get away from carb cravings, then it's yeah. good. Yeah. And then, uh, what well, it would be your definition of health. Oh, mental, mental, Jason. It all starts in the head. And I'm going to quote uh, Dr. Berg on this one. Um, everybody says that you need to lose weight to get healthy. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the opposite. And it's been like that our whole life. You need to get healthy in order to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. Weight, obesity is just a symptom of something much bigger. And if you're trying to cure the symptom, well, the symptom is not the cause. Yeah. So it's never going to work. Mm -hmm. You don't lose weight so that you can be healthy. You get healthy and then the weight is a side effect of it. Remember, I Googled how to treat diabetes without insulin. I never Googled weight loss. Mm -hmm. I was eating for my insulin resistance. And then just everything, my, my hormones, my everything, everything just went into place. Mm -hmm. So you get healthy. And this is Dr. Berg's quote, you get healthy to lose weight. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And so where can people follow you or get in touch? Yes. Excellent. Um, well on Instagram shrinking with keto here, I have it on my mug shrinking with keto on Instagram and on my YouTube page shrinking with keto where I'm obsessed to helping people now claim their life back now. So this is where they can get in touch with me. I try to have everybody's back. You know, I'm very committed and passionate about this. They can ask any questions and I'm going to be right there. Perfect. Well, I will sure to be uh, giving you a follow and I'll have everything on the screen so people can check you out. Thank you so much Thank for you. taking the time. Thank you. All right. Well, Thank you, Jason. Thank you for asking all the right. We appreciate your support. If you are interested in seeing more, please consider subscribing. Like I said previously, Meet to Beat is currently taking on clients to test out our new six-month program free of charge. Mitsu is Japanese for water. Japanese people have the lowest obesity rates on the planet, so we instill their philosophy in our program. Vida is Spanish for lifetime. In order to create meaningful change, we must commit and make a lifestyle change. When this change lasts a lifetime, great things can happen. Visit us at MitsuVita.com to learn more.